Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to Grief to Growth Podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, best-selling author, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he is here to help you grow where you've been planted by the difficulties in life. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. It is his sincere hope this episode helps you today. Homeostasis. Homeostasis is the tendency toward a relatively stable equilibrium between interdependent elements, especially as maintained by physiological processes. Another definition for homeostasis is in biology, where homeostasis is a state of steady internal physical and chemical conditions maintained by living systems. Homeostasis, I've realized, is what I actually seek. When you're a homeowner, a father, a husband, when you own a car, You simply want things to work. I like it when everything is running smoothly. Homeostasis leads to a sense of well-being when things are just working out right. The last month or so has challenged my sense of well-being as homeostasis has been elusive for me. It all started a few days before Thanksgiving. I had a really great offer for a part-time job and I was looking forward to it. It was a great rate and the right number of hours I needed, but it just fell through unexpectedly. Then the day before Thanksgiving, we had a freak windstorm. I live in Ohio. We don't tend to get major windstorms. But on this particular day, the day before Thanksgiving, 50 mile an hour winds swept up the valley that's created by the homes in our neighborhood and slammed into the side of my house, which sits at the top of the hill. Our handyman was here installing a faucet for us. He said goodbye, wished us happy holidays, and left, saying he didn't know when he might see us again. My wife and I sat in the house and continued to work, listening to the wind pound on the side of our house. Soon, we began to hear banging noises coming from that side of the house. It was after I left the house and come back up the cul-de-sac that I live on that I noticed the damage. One side of the house had lost about 50% of the vinyl siding. To make a long story short, it's Christmas Eve and the house is still under repair almost a month later. Our handyman came back over a week later and said the job was too big for him. Because of the weather since then, and the lack of availability of someone to repair it, it's been almost a month. Now when things are broken in the house, I have trouble sleeping. I'll lie awake thinking of what my plan is to get it repaired. Will I have to call a repairman? How much will it cost? When will I be able to get it done? Get it done? Until things are back into homeostasis, I can get quite stressed about things being broken. And heaven forbid something else breaks before I can get the repair completed. If two things are broken at the same time, I'm a mess. 
Well, guess what? On Friday, I was on the highway when the low-pressure light came on for my tire pressure warning system. It's not a big deal. It comes on pretty often when temperatures dip. That can trigger it. All I have to do is when I get back home is to fill the tires and reset the system. So I shrugged it off. I made my trip, came back, filled the tires, and all was right with the car, or so I thought. I left the car sitting in the driveway to fill the tires, and I hadn't moved it back into the garage when Ty and I were in the family room and heard a loud bang coming from the garage. She went out to investigate and came back in and asked if I had set the parking brake on my car because it had rolled forward into the garage door. I ran outside expecting to find the garage door crumpled, my bumper dented, or both. But my car was sitting a couple of feet from the garage. There was no damage to either the garage door or to my car. And cars don't roll uphill on our driveways on a steep incline. I had no idea what the noise was, but my car was okay. I retrieved my car key so I could put the car in the garage. The garage door wouldn't open. I tried to raise it manually, thinking the garage door opener must be broken. That's when I realized the spring on the door had snapped. In case you don't know, modern garage doors have massive springs that assist in lifting them. If the spring snaps, you can't lift the garage door. So I discovered this broken garage door on Friday afternoon around 4.45 p.m., the the weekend before Christmas. I wondered if I could even reach a repair place before Monday. Ty's entire family was due to arrive Friday evening and Saturday morning to spend the weekend with us. At least one of our cars was outside of the garage, but now I had two things broken that needed repair. The siding on the house was still in disarray and the garage door wouldn't open. I called the garage door repair company. Thankfully, they were open 24 hours a day, and they had a time slot for Saturday, sometime between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. I got the estimate for the repair, and it was quite reasonable. So as I went to bed on Friday, I knew I had a plan to get things fixed. The house, the siding on the house was already underway, and I had someone coming for the garage door the next day. So I was okay in a semi-state of homeostasis. Things weren't repaired yet, but they were on the mend. So Saturday morning rolls around. Ty's family was mostly here by this time, and a group of them headed over to where her mother lives now, which is about 25 minutes from us. I couldn't leave the house because I had to stay here to wait for the garage door repairman and the guy who was here working on the siding. So I'm at the house hosting the ones who are still here, the guests who are still here, listening to the siding guy bang away on the side of the house, and I'm supervising and assisting the garage door guy as he comes in and out and needs a little bit of help like with the tape measure, things like that. I feel like I'm being spread pretty pretty thin as I'm trying to host and manage these repairs, but I am managing. And that's when I get the call from Tawana. I wonder why she's calling me when she's out with the whole crew picking up my mother-in-law. She tells me that the tire of my car has a, quote, huge gash in it, and she doesn't know if she can drive the car home. She's about 25 minutes away by the highway, and she's nervous about driving on the highway. But her brother's with her, and he's an engineer, He takes a look at it, and he thinks it's okay for her to drive one. So at this point, I'm fighting to remain calm. Whenever Ty or Kayla call, I feel like I'm supposed to be able to fix things, and I'm feeling completely overwhelmed. I try to maintain my composure in front of my guests, but all I can think about is how many things can break at once. My mind moves on how I can solve this next problem. But I have to tell Ty there's nothing I can do right now since her car is trapped in the garage. I can't get there in her car. And she's in my car. So she'll either have to call for a tow or see if she can get the car home somehow. 
So I have to just let this go for now, and I'll reassess, reassess the situation when she arrives home with the car. Now I'm starting to work on my meditation technique as I sit in a house full of guests, still working. I'm still working with the garage guy. I can't go out to meditate, which I really want to do. But as I sit on the couch, I think maybe this is an opportunity for me to practice. And I think everything will be okay. We've got the money to make the repairs. My car is five and a half years old and it still has the original tires. I knew that I was going to have to buy new tires soon. And most importantly, from experience, I knew that in a matter of days or hours, the repairs would be made and I'd be looking back on this. And the feeling of overwhelm would become a quickly fading memory. And the money I had to spend in a week or a month, I wouldn't even miss. So instead of holding on to it and, and letting it bother me, why not let go of it for now? So I did. Ty's brother returned with her mother. It takes about 10 minutes to get her mother into the house because her knees are so arthritic. Uh, it takes several people to get her in the house and help her in. So as they're working on getting her in, I keep looking down the hill to the cross street where we live on, waiting to see if Ty had indeed made it home. She hadn't called, but she was with her sister and her sister's daughter-in-law, so I figured no news was good news. But I was at least looking for the homeostasis of her being home safely and being able to put my eyes on the car and make sure that it was back. Finally, nearly an hour later, she came into the house. She had chosen to stop along the way to pick up food for the evening meal. So the tire can't be too bad, I thought. I took a look at it. It was low, but it wasn't completely flat. I couldn't even find the gash on it. So again, I moved on to just let this go. At this point, the garage guy has finished up. He's been paid and he's left. The price was $45 more than the estimate I had been given because they assumed that only one of the springs in the garage was broken, but actually two springs were broken, which I guess is a pretty rare thing that once one spring breaks, the garage door opener, you won't, you won't usually lift the door. But the, the snap we heard was actually the second spring breaking. The garage door repair guy is a neighbor. I actually pass his house with his company truck in the driveway all the time. We've only met once before when he repaired the spring on my garage door earlier, but he didn't recall that. He and I had a conversation about our girls. We found out went to school together. And I told him about Shana's passing and I shared with him the misery that I was experiencing with the siding being repaired, the garage door being broken. And now while he's here repairing the garage door, I get the call about the tire. He takes mercy and decides to give me a $20 discount on the repair, which was a very nice gesture and greatly appreciated. Now it's Saturday afternoon and I have a house full of guests. Ty has parked the car on the street. Repairs on the car, even plans for repairs, are going to have to wait until Monday. Ty reminds me there's going to be a time crunch because Tuesday is Christmas Eve and we're leaving for Nashville the day after Christmas. My mind races forward to what I'm going to have to do on Monday. Who am I going to call? How much is it going to cost? Will I have to have the car towed? All those things. But again, I turn to my practice and the words of wisdom I heard just a few days before. And I heard a woman say, if it's not going to kill you the next two minutes, don't worry about it now. I can't do anything about the car right now. There is no point in torturing myself for two days until I can do something about the car. The garage door is fixed. The siding guy is doing his thing. So as Elsa from Frozen would say, let it go. Then the next thing happens. Ty comes in the room to tell me that the refrigerator and freezer in the basement have no power. My eyes immediately roll back in my head. You cannot be serious. I can't believe something else has happened. But again, quickly, experience comes into play. I've had this particular issue before, and I know exactly, I know, I think I know exactly what it is, I should say. 
these uh, appliances are on a ground fault interrupter circuit or a GFI circuit. When that circuit trips, the outlet at the front door and the outlet that they're plugged into that are in the basement all go dead. I know where the switch is that controls them. It's on the outlet in the garage. And I know exactly how to fix this. So I figured maybe the circuit got overloaded because there's so many people in the house and God only knows what the boys have plugged in. I go to the garage. I reset the switch. I check the refrigerator and the power's back on. Great. Now, a few minutes later, Ty calls me again. The power's out again. Then I remembered this morning when I was on my walk, I got an alert from on my phone from our alarm company saying that the power to the alarm system was out. It's on the same circuit all these other appliances on. So now I'm thinking the power's been going up and down pretty much all day long, and I have no idea what's causing it. So the, the homeostasis that I so recently and tentatively achieved, this feeling of well-being that at least things were at a point where I didn't have to do anything at the moment, the homeostasis is now gone again. Um, I put it out of my mind because there wasn't an immediate threat, but now I'm thinking, what's going on with the power? Well, I need to get the GFI circuit replaced again. I've had it done before. When can I get the electrician out here? How much will it cost? What will I do with the food in the freezer and the refrigerator in the meantime? And now a new question, what's going to break next? So let's fast forward a bit to Monday. I know this is getting long. I've survived the garage door. It's fixed. I've called and made plans to get new tires on Tuesday, Christmas Eve. I've determined the problem with the GFI is the Christmas lights or the extension cord that Tawana was using outside. Every time we plugged it in, it was tripping the, the GFI circuit within a few minutes. We leave it unplugged. Everything's going to be going okay. So I think I've got that solved. So on some Monday, I'm talking with the client about the ups and downs of life. She's sharing with me her story about how her life fell apart at one time. And as she put it, puts it, she went from riches to rags. Someone recommended her Louise Hayes books, book, You Can Heal Your Life. And she started putting it into practice and experiencing a miraculous recovery. Within months, she had gone from rags back to riches. As she's telling the story, I'm thinking about my last few days. I share with her what I've been dealing with. Some would say I'm not manifesting correctly. Their thoughts would turn to, what am I doing wrong? Or what is Brian doing wrong? What is he doing to bring these things into his life? But I'm reminded again of the story of Job, who did nothing wrong to deserve what befell him when he had everything tragically taken away from him. And she and I have been talking about the Bible and about the words of Jesus. And I'm reminded of the words of Jesus where he says, in this world, you will have trouble. I'm reminded of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane when he prays to have the, the cup that's before him to be taken away. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I, I'm thinking if Jesus had trouble in the world and he was the best manifester there ever is, then there must be some purpose for it. And I think, and I, what I tell her is we're not here to live a life of homeostasis as much as we might crave it. We are actually here to have an adventure. We are here to learn. We are here to overcome. And you can't learn persistence and you can't learn perseverance if nothing ever goes wrong. As I was going through this mini squall of a storm in life, and let's face it, these are all just nuisances. These are not life-threatening situations. I believe it's for a reason. And like everyone else, I tend to judge things as either good or bad based upon what the human part of me wants in my life. But I always want comfort and ease. If I had my way, nothing would break ever. And as we're talking, we talk about the fact that as much as the Louise Hayes book helped my client, 
She's my client because her son has passed away. Her life is still great, but it's not without trouble. And in fact, Louise Hayes has passed now, as has Wayne Dyer, and every other person who is an expert manifester either has or will do. We all go through that transition. We all have issues in our life. And I bring up with her as we're talking, Ram Das, who had passed just the day before. The day we're talking, his quotes are all over the internet, and he is one of the few, pe- one of the handful of people responsible for bringing Eastern spirituality to the West over the last several decades. Now, Ram Das was 88 years old when he passed, and one of my favorite Ram Das quotes, which I did not know was a Ram Das quote until today, is, "We are all just walking each other home." I tell her I can't feel sad for Ram Das. You know. Um, I read his book, Still Here, Embracing Aging, Changing, and Dying, years ago, where he was talking about the fact that we all age, everything changes, and we die. So Ram Dass lived to 88 years old, and frankly, Ram Dass did not die. Ram Dass arrived back home, as he so eloquently put it when he said, we were all just walking each other home. Now, one last twist. After my client session, and after reflecting on the inconveniences in my life that we talked about, I'm sitting at my desk. My day is pretty much over. I get a phone call from my daughter, Kayla. And Kayla never calls me. She texts. So my first thought when the phone rings and it's Kayla is, what now? What's broken? What's happening? She calls. She tells me she's at a client's apartment on the other side of town. Her key is broken off in the ignition. So here we go again. Now, as I wake up on Tuesday morning, the events of the last few days are going through my mind. And I'm inspired to write about homeostasis. Then I notice the similarities between the words home and homeostasis. Ram Das is at home. I am still in this place where homeostasis, as much as I might seek it, is elusive. And that's okay. It's how it's supposed to be. And maybe that's my homeostasis, is accepting things just the way they are. Now, another thing about this place that we live in is a limited time. So I need to end this here. I need to take my car to get the new tires. Then I have to help Kayla get a new key made. Tomorrow's Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, everyone. May it be full of peace and joy. This is a bonus episode. If you like this episode and want to hear more like it, please be sure to follow me on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash grief to growth. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash grief the number two growth and you can find more bonus episodes there thanks for listening to grief to growth brian hopes that you find this episode helpful and will come back for future episodes brian's best-selling book grief to growth planted not buried is a great resource for anyone who is coping with grief or knows someone who is if you enjoy the podcast and would like to support it there are three things you can do to help the first is to share the podcast with someone that you think it will help. The second is to go to iTunes, rate, and review the episode. The third way you can support the podcast is by becoming a patron. Head over to www.patreon.com slash grief to growth. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash grief, the number two, growth, and sign up to make a small monthly donation. Patrons get access to exclusive bonus content and knowledge that you are helping to spread the message of grief to growth. For more about Brian and grief to growth, visit www.grieftogrowth.com.
Hey there, if you liked this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.